0: Hello and welcome to True Horrors with Meg and Rachel. Every week we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Meg. And I'm Rachel. This is True Horrors. Hey girl, hey.
1: Oh, hey.
0: Didn't see you there.
1: I was just doing the Wayne's World thing. From between the intro and here, that uh, this is the one handed Wayne's World thing. Just, Do you even know what I'm talking about right now? I mean, now? I know
0: what Wayne's World is, but I haven't seen the movie enough to be able to make that reference. I keep trying to make you full screen and it won't. You're so tiny. <laughs> this, is, this is not our best work right now.
1: Are you sure that it's not full screen and it's just like to scale? Like, because I am tiny?
0: Are you asking if instead of it being full screen, the screen is small because you're so short? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not what's happening. For anyone listening, I know we've never described it, but we are both well below average. Average for a woman in the United States is 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'1". Rachel's five foot five foot yeah so
1: technically a little under five foot but god that takes a long time to say yeah four eleven and a half is just like who cares at that point point.
0: and if you're wondering why you say a half then you're clearly over five five if you're <laughs> wondering why um so real i think i just shared my screen with you which i didn't you
1: absolutely to. did well
0: then did you see how tiny you are
1: <laughs> yes this is that's what s- i look like on my own screen or is that me I think that's my stuff. I don't even see me at all
0: on your screen. I don't know why this is a thing, but it's really annoying me. Um, Clearly, as you can all see, because I have... This is, like, the most out-of-control intro we've ever done. Okay, fine. You're tiny. (laughs) Like, I just... We don't have time for this. Like, this is a really... Going to be a really long episode Because this is our Silence of the Lambs episode. Mm -hmm. So, and the true story behind it, one of the true stories, there's a lot of inspiration for Silence of the Lambs, is really involved. And I was really anxious about wanting to do a good job on that. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. I want to start out by saying that Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite movies of all time in general. So I was really excited to do it here. There was actually a time when we were toying with... um, what each of our first episodes would be. was between Jaws Mm -hmm. and this, actually, um, because I love Silence of the Lambs. It's a good choice.
1: Can we um, start by comparing what each of us thinks is the worst part of this movie? Okay. The most upsetting thing in the entire film. What do you think it is? There are many to pick from.
0: (laughs) Okay, the problem is I was watching this movie, and I'm like, obviously the violence and the murder of, people and imprisonment of women is very very bad but I find Dr. Chilton to be the worst thing in this entire movie that's the first thing I said on my notes is that how is it with a literal cannibal
1: and someone who makes human skin suits how are you the worst person here that's in my notes
0: too (laughs) I wrote he's the worst in a movie and I sat there and all I could think was like Is it inappropriate that, like, you're my least favorite character in this movie? Like, I hate him so much, but I hated him as a kid. I also never thought as a kid. And when I say a kid, guys, this movie came out the year, or it came out, I know it won the Oscar the year I was born. So it's like, it's late 80s, early 90s is this movie. I think it might be nineteen ninety one. Is when it came out? I thought it was 91, but... I thought it, ca- it, it came out the year one of us one was of born. One of us was then. born. Um, right. But the point is, is that I some things I don't think I caught as much. Mm-hmm. Like I caught the violence just fine when I saw it. I think I was probably right. in early middle school. Um, I didn't realize how she is being sexually harassed from start to finish. Uh huh like pretty terrible and not just like by serial killers actually mostly not (laughs) by serial killers it is mostly by police and doctors and just like the worst men like just like everyone's the worst in this movie
1: how is the serial killer the one who is most respectful
0: to her like i mean i think that's why i always when i was younger really liked hannibal lecter like i under mm -hmm. like i had a very clary starling-esque view on it like it was like kind of a begrudging respect for mm-hmm. his intel- intellectual prowess and also for like his weird worldview of politeness and things. Maybe that's the Wisconsin right. in me. But like, <laughs> I al- I remember really liking when he gave her the towel and I still really like mm-hmm. that point. Um, obviously, he might be one of, if not the best portrayals of a true psychopath. And mm-hmm. one of those is that he does kind of have his own he has his own rules like he doesn't really abide by society like things like killing people like i know we're jumping ahead but when he kills the guards there's not really much evidence we have that he does that for any pleasure it's more because it's just what he has to do like they didn't do anything Mm -hmm. to him they were actually fine like they weren't really awful to him um but yeah he's weirdly respectful and i think that that wouldn't be as noticeable if every other man in this movie wasn't just the worst. Yes. Um when all the cops stare at her, when Jack leaves her alone and I'm like oh is this the first time you've seen a human woman? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Like that was the oh. worst. Um Chilton was the worst. Like there's just mm-hmm. so many times I um I we've talked a lot about how older movies are shot and how i really like that like i like how this movie Mm -hmm. didn't have a gloss effect i also like how they allow her to be unattractive which sometimes when i think things like this i'm like wow the bar is so low but like she is sweaty and gross when she goes to meet Mm -hmm. with jack she at no point changes she's Mm -mm. her she's drenched in sweat and she's just like yeah top of my class but like In a really polite Southern way, she's like, I hope Mm -hmm. they haven't posted grades. And I'm like, bitch, we all know, you know, like, (laughs) um, I'm also happy that again, I feel like when we play, if this movie was made today, what dumb thing would Mm -hmm. be done. I feel like even if Hannibal tried to like harass her with it, there is really no hint that Jack wants anything from her, but to use her as serial killer bait, like yes. that he's just like, well, I'm going to send her in there and see if she can get anything out of him because she's a girl. But like mm-hmm. other than that, it doesn't really seem there, there's no hint that it's anything more than professional, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like he's never weirdly protective of her. Like you can't do this. You have to be safe. He's like, nah, go go interview people. Go talk to that serial right. killer. Go go bullshit him. Go tell yes. him a fake plan. Um, but I just want to
1: say going back to the worst thing that happens in this movie among all the horrible things it's when he hands Clarice those documents between the bars and strokes her finger all I want to do is leave the room and jump into the river the river is not very
0: far away I can make it I mean I always thought that was really do
1: not like that
0: If we're talking just specifically about what Lecter did that's the most upsetting, besides taking off a person's face, I don't like that he... No, this
1: is worse than taking (laughs) off a
0: person's face. I don't like that he drew that picture of an adult Clarice holding the lamb. Like, she's not even a child. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. That's the more upsetting than when he touches her, is I'm like, why is she a grown-ass woman in that? Can't you imagine what she looked like when she was young? Like, just holding a lamb. Like, it's like a really bad Renaissance painting. It is. Um, It really is. I like that when they meet up with Jack, like, again, this is a movie that really respects its audience. Like, Mm -hmm. they never give, there's never like a bunch of news clippings or um a radio host or like a class exposition that tells you everything Lecter did you just know yeah. from the way people are reacting and the little bit you mm-hmm. know and the incredible performance this whole movie is a master class like yes. of acting you know he's terrifying like you mm-hmm. you don't have to be told the gruesome details of everything he did what we know is enough to chill us um yes but i like that when jack is first like brings her into the office she's he's like you grilled me on civil rights during the hu- um huber yes. and i'm like this is why i worshiped you as a child and still do like uh-huh. i wanted to be her and she was just like yeah i did do that <laughs> 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 um also yes they they really did this like this is really realistic they did or they did and still do interview serial killers mm-hmm. um but also, she like called his shit out. She's like, "It's weird that you want me to go interview somebody who's in jail forever, and it's really important. I do it right now." Mm-hmm. Anything about Buffalo Bill? And he, I see you have that newspaper clipping over there. This case is clearly important to you. Also, the camera zoomed in on it. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that, Jack, but this camera that <laughs> they do a lot of zooming in on people's faces, a lot of tight shots of people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie also like Jaws a lot of the fear is just the tension like the adrenaline mm-hmm. that pumps through you and watching this movie because they just they just twist it just over and over until it's like yeah. your whole bo- body is taunt like just yes. with that I love that kind of horror
1: well like that entire scene where Chilton is in his his cell and he is just staring at that pen that he has left there that very nice metal pen by the way why did he even take it in with him god he really deserves to get eaten but um the
0: way he is just eyeing that pen it is like that's such good acting but also can mm -hmm. we talk about how in the very beginning, both Chilton and Jack lay out some rules, and she breaks every one, every single one of them. I just want a gift set of like them saying rules and the exact scene where she breaks it. She does everything she's not supposed to. Uh-huh. She's like, "Thanks, I'll log that away." Um, mm-hmm. And then I wrote, "Chilton may be the worst person in this film." Um, yes. I think they, they captured everything in those scenes. The tension, we talked about that. I love how she looks him dead in the eye right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She looks him dead in the eye. She's so good at her job. Mm-hmm. Um, so polite to him, like gives that politeness back. Mm-hmm. Um, the tension, which I wrote about multiple times. How they trust their audience. We have talked, but I think we could still talk more about all the sexual harassment in this movie. And she so calls much. Jack out on it. When he's like, you know, I was just saying it, ha, ha, ha. And she's like, she's does it in a way that I feel like is very natural and it's not like a PSA or anything, but she's saying like, it matters because it does matter. Mm -hmm. They do look to him and it matters how he treats her. And so like, I just thought that too was really smart and really well done. Like they don't hit you over the head with it, but it would be a disservice to pretend that being a young woman in the FBI did not make... It's not a factor into this, you know, is not that she doesn't deal with that kind of stuff. Right. I like how Uh she doesn't scream when she reveals that head. Did you notice that she rarely screams? I love Uh that about her. Like, And I love that about the movie because they dial up the tension. And sometimes I feel like in movies when they do that and then there's the jump scare or the like audience surrogate or whoever whatever character is there screams it releases the tension but she just was not reacting and not freaking the fuck out the way I wanted her to well she's trained
1: not to freak the fuck out like I mean I don't want my FBI
0: agents freaking the fuck out I mean yeah but I feel like she's still a trainee she's still a student Mm -hmm. and at what point do they cover when you find a severed head with a mannequin (laughs) in a jar? like if she had I wouldn't have thought less of her I mean she kept cool when she actually does get to Buffalo Bills but I mean Mm -hmm. like when she is like oh there's a head she pulls it off and it's a head in a jar I'm like it'd have been okay if you would have gasped like even not yell but it's like (gasps) like it's like she was walking in there going there's going to be a dead body, isn't here? God, <laughs> I, I hate Hannibal so much. He's always pulling shit like this, like always sending me to find severed heads. Always. Um, just to, to,
1: for a less serious moment, I just feel like I really should have kept track of all the times while I was watching this. I said to myself, I didn't think it was very realistic in the movie, and it turns out it's pretty realistic. <laughs> Like, especially as we kept getting closer and closer <gasps> to the face cutting scene, I just kept I just kept scripting it over and over and over again. Like,
0: um, no that that is a great moment. I had um, so many thoughts during this movie of like, this is why you don't help strangers. When she was yes. helping Buffalo Bill, I was like, this is why you don't acknowledge strangers. This is why I don't talk uh-huh. to people I don't know. Um. I made up a whole song about it as it was happening. Like I knew, I knew it
1: wasn't gonna help, but there, I, it was a whole song about how she needed to just go inside, and that was
0: not her problem. No, like, what is the quote in the IT crowd where it's like a closed door is a happy door? <laughs>
1: yes, like, that's exactly it.
0: Do not, not that I'm saying don't help people, but don't help people if you're alone. Like, yes. if you're in a group of, I would say three or more then mm-hmm. that's okay because even if like it would just be really hard with three or more even if there's two of you I would say don't help people yes um but I also practice what I at preach night,
1: yeah also at night when there's no one around and also if they're doing something really weird like trying to put a chair into a van alone whether you have a broken arm or not that's a two-person job why doesn't he have any friends like that's why you shouldn't help him. If he doesn't have friends, he deserves to not be helped.
0: <laughs> also, was it a chair or was it a full ass couch? Because I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a love seat, I, and I was yeah, like, that's I, was dumb as seat. hell. Yeah. I'm like, it, at some point, someone had to give this to him. How did it get out of the truck? Didn't was that person just like, here it is. I'm not going to help you. Like, there's just a lot of <laughs> questions that mm-hmm. I feel like. Obviously, and for the record, I'm not trying to victim blame. She's a fictional character. Like, that's the thing we always cover on the show is when it's a fictional character, you're really making fun of the writer and nothing that they wrote the character to do that. But also, I want this to be in the back of anyone's head who's listening. If they see a stranger trying to put a couch into something by themselves, like, there's just a lot of Mm follow-up questions um, that you should be asking. Did you notice... That one of the doctors who performs the autopsy was also playing the piano at the funeral?
1: No, because you know I'm not good at at remembering the faces of old white men. But
0: they make a comment about it. They say, like, go get oh, him to right. stop doing his music. And I'm like, oh, that was real? Like, that wasn't me, like, thinking they just look the same? I was like, what? Are we going to talk about that? Are we going to talk about the fact that maybe that's a small town thing they were trying to show how small the town Mm -hmm. is like everyone's got to have two jobs like the sheriff also like repairs shoes like I mean who knows (laughs) maybe there's like a whole plot
1: I think I was busy looking at pictures of that moth I wanted to see multiple like obviously it's on like the movie cover but I wanted to see what it looked like so I forgot that
0: oh I have a side note So when I see things like this, I always think like for someone like Buffalo Bill, I'm like, did you ever get cast in anything else? Were you ever able to do anything? Okay, he was the lead detective in Monk. I have watched him for season after season, episode after episode. He like plays the straight man in Monk. And I love his character. But then because he's obviously putting on a voice. Right. But when he yells at her, he uses his real voice, and then I heard it, because that's his, the actor's mm-hmm. true voice. So if anyone is ever worried about actors getting typecast or not getting roles, like I worry about sometime after they play something like this, <laughs> he did fine. He was on Monk, like all good for all him. the seasons. He was great. So good for good you. Good for him. Um,
1: also, speaking of actors, the dog is listed in the credits. I don't know if you saw that. No. but the dog is listed what's the name? and they name? have the dog's real name i can't remember i didn't write it down i love it was a cute name
0: i love that she keeps the dog uh-huh they try to take it from her and it's like no that's her new best friend the dog uh-huh yep <laughs> um Man. as far as something funny to sustain <clears throat> us can we just talk about what a messy bitch lector is Like, he just loves drama. He lives for it. Like, I did not realize, like, oh, my God. First of all, he hates her shoes. He cannot. So much. I wrote that line down because it's so good. I did, too. Like, he can't stop. Like, I'm like, girl, get new shoes. Like, he's giving you a hint. Like, Mm -hmm. he can't stop with that kind of shit. Then when he's like, I wrote. When he says to the senator, love the suit, I wrote, what a messy bitch. <laughs> like, he cannot stop himself. Um, he
1: just has a lot of opinions about women's fashion.
0: He really does.
1: Everybody needs a hobby. And he's been in prison for 10 years. He's, he's got to do something. But it's not. It's that and anagrams. It's <laughs> Those are his hobbies.
0: I couldn't stop thinking about um but then at the end of the at the end he's like I'm having an old friend for dinner and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, can you just chill for five seconds, Dr. Lecter? <laughs> he cannot. He cannot. But I wrote down what a dick when Chilton was in the um his room, you know, with the pen. And I mm-hmm. was like, You are such a dumbass because of the pen. And then mm-hmm. um I Also loved the big zoom they do when Chilton's trying to sign the papers and has no pen, and they do Uh the zoom on Lecter's face. I was like, we Uh get it. You don't gotta like. We know he's gonna murder someone. Like, uh huh. um, Also, I just the thing I hate about Chilton the most, beyond even the sexual harassment, is the fact that he does not seem to comprehend that Lecter is so much smarter than he is. Yes, and he is so insecure about it. That just the things he does and like he really facilitates his escape by just being Mm -hmm. so insecure about it. Um, And I just find that to be so obnoxious. Also, I love a good airplane hangar meetup. We should do more of those, Rachel. All
1: right. The next time I come to visit you, let's meet at the airplane hangar. Yes.
0: Not at the airport, at the hangar. At the hangar is there
1: is there a small airport around there i've got a small airport oh we should maybe you maybe that's when when you come to visit me i'll meet you at the hangar i'll just drive
0: there be like come me come, come take a lift over here and then i'll drive <laughs> you to the my other Rumpel side car. of town yes. <laughs> um, oh i said like i wrote lector be honest, you're just pissed she outsmarted you. Like, when he's, like, mm-hmm. being a little brat in the cage, I'm like... Which, by the way, can we talk about whoever had to erect that <laughs> on short notice? That's yeah. not something they just had in Tennessee. Uh, did they take
1: him to Memphis?
0: Yes. Is there a zoo there? Because it looks like something <gasps> that would be in a really old zoo. I didn't even think of that. That's probably exactly what they did. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I feel like there's a zoo in Memphis.
0: I don't know what I was talking about here. Oh, now I do. I do remember. So, obviously, there's a lot of brutality. But with the Mm -hmm. music and everything, they really... I don't think it's gratuitous, the brutality when he kills them. But when they open the door and he's hung that one doctor or that one police officer, I was Mm -hmm. just like, what a fucking crazy, over-the-top thing to do, Hannibal. And I'm like, it really is, though, because you have to think that he took the time after doing that to then string him up that way and I'm like Mm -hmm. at no point was he like is this a little much like is this kind of a hat on a hat since I'm already wearing this other guy's face like is this is this just a little too much this is why he needs a friend like someone to be Mm -hmm. like no
1: those anagrams just aren't stimulating enough for him.
0: He's so proud of himself when he's like fools. She's like fools <laughs> gold. He's like, you have to have more fun. And I'm like, that is true. Self-care is important, Clarice. Um, <laughs> she is just so. Also, that young um, police officer, when he's like, talk to him and doesn't know he's Lecter. Do you think Lecter was just sitting there like, you're an idiot? <laughs> like, yes, 100%. Also, I just want to pour one out for all those officers not just the ones who died but the ones who are clearly going to be scarred for the rest of their lives yes Mm -hmm. um clearly the worst day of all their lives um right why doesn't her friend go with her to look to do the interview like they they have like awesome like ooh, Mm -hmm. figure out you know that he knew the first victim but then she doesn't go with her and i Mm -hmm. i don't know if maybe in the book There's a reason for that, because this is based on a book. And I wonder if maybe there's a reason. And obviously the cinematic reason is so she can have the final confrontation together by herself with Buffalo Bill. Um, But it's also my note that even though there are very few women in this movie, every woman in this movie is better than every other man in this movie.
1: (laughs) Yes, 100%. Like,
0: there's a small sample size, but the senator... Her daughter, Mm -hmm. like, there's obviously some badass blood in that gene pool. Mm -hmm. Clarice, her friend, like, I think that is all of the women who are given prominent speaking roles. Mm -hmm. Um, But they all are badasses. Um, This is a very small thing. Uh But you know how he's, like, James Gum or whatever? Mm -hmm. The name he gives her is also a JG name. Like, he doesn't even give her an alias that's, like, Frank Sampson. He gives her Jack Gordon. And I was like, really, dude? Do you have some anagram towels you didn't want to get rid of that you, like... (laughs) Um, The horror on her face when she sees... When she starts realizing it, when she sees the Mm -hmm. butterfly, like, that was incredibly subtle. Oh, my God.
1: Also, the sound that all of those... All of them
0: made was horrifying. I
1: like moths and all, but I don't like swarms of anything. I did not care for that.
0: No, I mean, that's just, that's not at all I, what I want ever. It's swarms of mm-hmm. anything. There's nothing you nope. could describe as a swarm that I'd be happy about. Nope. Um, but I think overall, this is one of my favorite movies because of all the stuff we've talked about in the acting. But because I think Clarice Starling and Hannibal Lecter are both like unparalleled characters
1: yeah um
0: just there's so many ways this movie could have been less good like so many choices mm-hmm. they could have made with those two characters but the choices they made were just subtle enough in the right places and over the top that it's like mm-hmm. you need a break after watching this movie because of the tension yeah I love that he called her it's like congratulations I'm gonna go eat Chilton yes like also, did you ever get I just new really shoes? Wanted you to know that. did you ever get new shoes?
1: <laughs> I think the only thing that could have been better is if he had sent her a pair of new shoes as a graduation gift. <laughs> that would have just like been the icing on the cake. I
0: would have lost my damn mind. <laughs> I'd have been like, okay, like. Obviously, you guys were kind of catching a serial t- killer together, but really, the thing he was trying to do is get you better shoes. <laughs> that was his major motivation. Um, I just, this is a very just me side note, mm-hmm. but putting together fictional characters, I would want to be Clary's Starling with Tahani from The Good Places Wardrobe. That is who I would want to be in yeah. life.
1: Yeah. That is, that is an accurate statement. Because
0: she is also... Um, Clarice is just so sharp. Throughout all of mm-hmm. it, she has such incredible instincts. It's not chance. It's not luck. It's not wide-eyed. Mm-hmm. Like She's skilled, and we see that she is skilled. Um, right. In her deductions, in the way she plays off of him. I love this movie. Did you have anything else? This is very good. I just want to talk about... Two things. Awesome.
1: One is just kind of like a, a quick note that the most relatable moment of this entire movie for me is when Buffalo Bill is real worried about the dog. Um, because this is not a movie that I can personally relate to. No. That, well, this is not my world. Um, I would not be any of these characters. I would most likely be the woman in the pit. If I were going to be anyone in this movie, I would be the woman in the pit. Um, but,
0: yeah, don't you hurt my dog. I will fuck you up. She was pretty badass, though, even. If you were the woman in the pit, she was pretty badass. She came up with a plan.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. Um, but also, you know how you have that thing where you have to know how old every character is and the timeline has to make perfect sense always? Yes. Yes. I'm that way with, like, layouts and especially, like, movies where people are traveling a lot. And in the climax of this movie, in that basement, how big is this fucking basement, Meg? There are 17,000 doors and it was all in the basement. <laughs> yes. I have never seen an unfinished basement with so many rooms. Did he dig them himself? Like... I have so
0: many questions about this house. I mean, that basement is like my nightmare basement. Like, it's literally like, I don't like basements in general, but that basement is my Mm -hmm. nightmare. The only conclusion I can draw is they do some outside shots that show where he lives looks kind of run down industrial. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if they were like um, mines or if they were some kind of, and that Mm. he just like broke down the walls to make them part of his dungeon. That's the okay. only thing that makes sense or vice versa. They were mines and then he built a house on top of them. Gotcha. Where cuz where does he live again? Um he lives in uh somewhere Illinois, somewhere in Illinois. Was it Illinois? I thought so. I thought it was Ohio. She was, because she was in Ohio. Jack goes to Illinois. Jack goes to Chicago. That's why yeah, yeah Jack goes to Chicago. She go, she's in Ohio interviewing and then she's like, Oh, can I have so I think it must be on the border. Like there's no border not between, between Ohio them. And not between okay. them. But I okay. think it must be like it must be like right when you would get into Illinois, is what I'm saying. Because she says that she's in Ohio, but if we think that she's like now I want to pull up a map. But okay. I did not pull up a map because when they were talking about it, I knew
1: where all of these places were generally. So, but now I can't remember where she was.
0: I can't remember either, but I also am not as good as geography as you. I do know that Ohio and Illinois are next to each other. I meant the border between Illinois and Indiana. That maybe the town where he lived is right on the border. So, I, my, which now I think is silly because how much were you driving through Indiana? But they go, he flies to Calumet City, which is up
1: near Chicago. I actually think it's in I don't know if it's in Indiana or if it's just on the other side, but I I've seen it like it it's a thing that people up in northern Indiana know about. So I know where he is. I can't remember where where she goes.
0: But no, I get why that would bother you. The way I mm-hmm. thought of it, which doesn't make it any war any better, is I thought that she was say, the friend was saying that they did some kind of sewing for an old woman in Illinois. But then I was like, really? Like, you have like a relationship sewing things from this woman who lives <laughs> just, like, but I didn't think, and maybe I'm just wrong, and she is in Ohio, but I thought they were, I thought when they flashed her going to like knock on his door, it's said Illinois, and I was like, ah, Illinois. Yeah, they kept bouncing back and forth.
1: Between where she was and where all of the other FBI agents were who were in Calumet City.
0: So we're thinking that they were in Ohio.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, if he picked her up in Memphis, like... And then there were, like, bodies found in, like, Virginia, West Virginia. But anyway, the only reason I asked where they were is because, since you mentioned the mines, like... I was thinking of coal mining country, like... And I was like that, I was saying, if it's in Ohio, that's believable because coal mines exist in okay. parts of it. That's, that's the only reason for this crazy tangent where we're trying to remember towns and geography.
0: I'm sure somebody is really good at remembering that stuff and they're yelling to us like, it's this one, but yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so do you think you would live or die? One to ten. Also... Do you remember if 1 means you'll live and 10 means you die or what it is cuz I sure no, as don't. Them. I don't. Is it going to be different every week? I never remember, but I feel like 1 should be you live and 10 should be you die. So okay. what do you think is your likelihood? Okay, well like I said I would likely be the woman in the pit.
1: But it depends on the strategy other strategies he- strategies he uses to get his victims. Because if it's I need help loading this uh, love seat into my truck hell no I'm not talking to that man um but if he came up and hit me on the back of the head there's a good chance I'm gonna die
0: fair enough um so, I I'm not think gonna I, say is ten die 10 is, ten is just lay down and die like this movie is how you die seven I'm gonna say seven I think I'd survive this movie I mean eh I think the thing is, is I don't feel... I feel like I could get murdered by Hannibal Lecter, but I'm very polite. Mm -hmm. I would be nice to him.
1: Um, See, I would also definitely get murdered by Hannibal Lecter because I can't stop running my mouth.
0: No, like that's the other thing is that I'd be very like, okay, we're going to... Again, because I was schooled at the knee of Clary Starling, I would just be like... (laughs) Be like, Dr. Lecter. I also like how even the people who don't like him call him doctor. I'm like, yeah. let's not let's not forget his credentials. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give myself a four. Cool. I'm not 100% sure I'd survive. I don't think I'd be killed by Buffalo Bill, but I don't know about Lecter. Because um, he did... Those cops were perfectly nice to him, and he murdered the hell out of them mm-hmm. for his own purposes. Right. So, who's to say? Okay. So this is going to be rough guys um settle in obviously there are a lot of different um influences in silence of the lambs um i only picked one because a lot of a lot of the influences from this movie influence other movies and we don't want to like Mm -hmm. get rid of them all right away right um also we want to give as much attention as we can and this is one where especially i want to make sure to um, give the attention I can and put the focus on his victims um, I'm talking mm-hmm. by him of Gary Hydrick.
1: all right um,
0: we're gonna do a tiny bit of background uh, but I want to say before we start I got 90 percent if not 99 percent of my information from this amazing article um written in the philadelphia for the 20-year remembrance of these murders okay and the way they did it was it was like the story was being told through multiple interviews of people involved in the case so it would be like a paragraph written by one of the victims a paragraph written by a victim's family member a paragraph by the prosecutor by the police and it was telling the story through them Mm -hmm. it was really incredible um yeah that sounds great but i also means i have really shady side notes from the prosecutor and the defense attorney um nice which let's put this out there the prosecutor's name was charlie and the defense attorney was chuck damn it
1: this is you said philadelphia like it's in pennsylvania
0: wait what is that where this oh is where this happened philadelphia? in pennsylvania yeah this happened in philadelphia damn it damn it philadelphia I it's all I wanted to say. Oh, I was like, do, I was like, is there some kind of history around that name? <laughs> no, like, I thought no. that's where you were about to be. Like, well, that's. I the, just wanted to make sure that I cursed the right city. I thought you were going to be like, well, that is Meg, the state name. <laughs> I was like, why is there something about it um, that I I should know? Um, but yes, yeah, so. Also, their attorneys, shouldn't they both go by Charles? Um, the defense attorney is well named. Once you once you kinda get um Okay more into what he's done. I, I do not like him whatsoever, but we'll get to was that. The
1: defense attorney, Charlie or Chuck?
0: I've already he was forgotten. Chuck. Which is why Chuck. I'm like, yeah, Chuck, be quiet. <laughs> um so that was Nice, because that's the last point we're going to be able to laugh in a while. Um, oh, good. Heydrich was born in 1943 and uh, in Ohio, and hey. he had an IQ of 148, which wow. is important. That's very high, it, and is important because there's a lot of discussion and I like that this article didn't take a stance it let some people who think that he was legitimately insane talk about that and then others who Mm -hmm. felt like he was faking insanity because he was so intelligent Mm -hmm. um but he had a rough family life like a lot of serial killers they always do um in 1962 he joined the army and 13 months later well, there's two stories. One story is that he started experiencing headaches and was diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder. But the prosecutor okay. and some people around him were pretty convinced that he faked it because he didn't like being stationed in Germany.
1: Of all places to be stationed, Germany is one of the best. Wait, what, what year? Um, 60s. Okay, never mind. Not, depends on which part of Germany you're in.
0: I, when I read that, I wrote a note to myself that's like, that's going to make Rachel mad. Rachel loves, <laughs> Rachel's going to be like, how dare but, you? But in
1: the 60s, it, it was two different countries, so it was kind of, it was rough. But yeah, Germany is great.
0: Okay. Go away. So a lot of people believed that he did this to get on 100% disability from the army. Mm-hmm. He then worked the stock market, made a lot of money, and established his own church once he was, um. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: That's what all good people do is start their own church.
0: Um, So he was a bishop or something crazy. Um, A friend asked him at one point, um, don't you think you're going to like piss off God? And he said, no, because God has a sense of humor. And I don't know why I find that to be such a disturbing thing to say. Like, Uh not that I don't think God has a sense of humor. I haven't really thought about it. But I think in reference to like duping other people yeah um but he used this as a cover to also um assault women um of course, and he had a pretty specific type um intellectually disabled black women um, Great.
1: a really disenfranchised group,
0: yeah so um he had most of his girlfriends who um that's the way they'd be described, and he was dating one young woman. And her sister was in a mental hospital and he went and signed her out and raped and imprisoned her and he was caught and he went to jail for, I mean, it seems like two, three years because, um, she wouldn't testify against him. Okay. And they paroled him, they let him out. Um, again, there was a lot of back and forth as to why that was. Um, but then... He went out, he... When he came out, he went looking for the girlfriend, and she had hightailed it. And he felt like society owed him um, a wife and children. And so he got a mail-order bride, and she left. And it was amongst allegations that he raped and was violent towards her, and that's when we start getting real into it. So... The abductions and the murders and the kidnappings all took place in late 86 to early 87. So it was not a long period of time. He abducted six women in total and kept them in the basement. They were all from lower socioeconomic classes and black. And Mm -hmm. some were intellectually disabled and some were sex workers. So he was really choosing disenfranchised groups of women Mm -hmm. that he knew like i think the prosecutor at one point says he really he knew who to pick like right and that is something that they say about serial killers they were raped they were tortured they were beaten these young women um we're gonna start with josephine riviera She's prominent in the article. She was kidnapped on the 25th of November, 86. She was a sex worker. He picked up. They had sex. They exchanged money. And when she went to get her clothes on, he started choking her. He then handcuffed her to the bed. And um, he said that, you know, she was like, don't hurt me, whatever. And he's like, get in the basement. And she says he had this hole dug and told her to get. He First, he put Mm. clamps on her ankles and super glued the screws and the bolts so she couldn't twist them oh my god because he's a genius I just want to say not to pick a side but I don't believe he was insane I believe he Mm -hmm. was a a genius and probably um, had a personality disorder maybe was a sociopath but like there are so many things he does throughout this that you had to know your actions were wrong. You're not legally yeah. like. So he does this.
1: That shows way too much planning and forethought. I wouldn't think to super glue screws into anything. No.
0: So he puts her in the hole, and she said it wasn't deep enough. And he kept trying to put like a piece of ply board above her, and mm-hmm. it didn't work. So then he beat her. Oh, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. I know this story. I thought you were kind of pretending not to know it because I was like, I was like, I she must remember names. it. Oh.
1: I forget names real fast, so, um,
0: so I forget details too. So yeah, <laughs> it's like it's new. I forget names and details. <laughs> um, the Rachel I can't story. I can tell you what it is. I do remember. <laughs> so she's down there. He tells her that she's gonna father his ch- or mother his children, and puts her in the hole. And she's there for many days, and the next thing she hears is the voice of another young woman. And that brings us to victim number Ugh. two, um, Sandra Lindsay. Uh, she is intellectually disabled, and she knew Gary. He would pick up her and her friends and take them to McDonald's and bring them to his church. And one day mm-hmm. she went out to get some medicine for cramps, and she never came back. And oh. they, he brought her down there. And gave them to eat crackers and water and, like, dog food and, like, hot dogs. Like, he did not, you know, um, they made a mention that he spent, like, $5 a month on food for all these women. Oh, my God. Um, when, so her family, Sandra had family who really were looking for her. And mm-hmm. they called the police and the police were like, why are you worried about a 25-year-old woman? And they were mm-hmm. like, the police are going to be no help. So they track down Gary because they know him. And he's just like, nope, she's not here. And then immediately goes downstairs and makes her write out a Christmas card to her family. Mm-hmm. He does not touch it with his own hands. And then he drives to New York and mails it from New York. Yeah, that's something that an insane person would do. I just like, it's so diabolical and it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, The third victim is, uh, named Lisa, uh, Lisa, I believe Thomas. That's just because my handwriting is so poor. Um, (laughs) but it's the day after Christmas and she was a sex worker or maybe a date. Like they don't specify in the article, but he did pick her up, um, and took her to Sears and took her to Fridays, told her she could get anything at Sears under $50, took her home. They had sex It was the same as with Josefina. He strangled her, cuffed Mm -hmm. her, brought her to the basement. Josephina says that they were raped every day to every other day. Um, He beat them. And the next young woman he brought in was Deborah Debbie Dudley. That was on New Year's Day. He put her in the hole, and she just freaked out. Like, she was screaming. She was fighting. Mm -hmm. She would not stop, so he would beat her. Um, In January, he picked up uh, Jacqueline um Askins who was a sex worker and this got confusing for me but her Mm -hmm. alias at the time was Donna so all everyone was referring to her as Donna Uh but so I'm going to continue to refer to her as Donna because that's the name she was going by in it not to Mm -hmm. confuse myself same drill as all of the other um these poor women um after Donna came he started uh, making them beat each other and installing things like If one of them was bad, quote unquote, he would beat them all. So they Mm -hmm. would start turning on each other Mm -hmm. and jockeying for position with him. And Josefina pretty quickly realized that she had to play him, Mm -hmm. that that was the only way. She's the one who has been there the longest. Mm -hmm. Um, This is pretty graphic, but he would gag them and put screwdrivers into their ears. And Josefina says you could tell like they were screaming, but you couldn't hear them. Um, and Josefina Ooh. played along. Um, in February, Sandy was eating too slowly for him. She had an issue with her jaw and couldn't eat quickly. And mm-hmm. so he beat her. And when she didn't eat fast enough, he strung her up by her wrists. And because of some of the issues she had and being strung up by her wrist, he kept her there for three days. She suffocated. Like she passed mm-hmm. out and it blocked her airway. Which is something horrifying I didn't know that could happen. He said he didn't mean to kill her. And I'm like, I um, don't care about anything you have to say ever. Stop talking. Did she have Down syndrome? It didn't specify. I, I don't
1: they're more prone to suffocation just because of the
0: way their airways tend to form. So that's why I ask. Alright, we're we're getting even worse right now. Oh great. He took her body upstairs and for days there was a horrible smell. People called the cops, and he was like, cops came, and he was like, I burned a rose. And they're like, okay, Gare Bear, bye. That is,
1: nope, I, nope, nope. Look, I'm from a rural part of the world, and I know what dead things smell like, and they do not smell like burnt food. No, I have. And burnt food doesn't smell for
0: three days. Yeah, three to four, and I just like, I just can't stop thinking about like, it's, it's like the Bundy effect. Like, he mm-hmm. was just so smart, he was able to, but Deborah was still freaking out at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. justifiably so he brought her upstairs and then brought her down back down and josephine was like what was that and she told josephine he showed her the other girl's head on the stove oh my god and her body parts um so that was that and he came home on march 18th and they were being loud i guess And so he told Josefina to fill the pit with water and then he started electrocuting them and Deborah still wouldn't stop. And so he electrocuted her until she died. And then he made Josefina sign something saying they both did it and had Donna be the witness, which I'm like, the fact that they wrote in this Donna was the witness. I'm like, Gary it's still not like legally binding like what (laughs) it's not like a marriage license no but so he made her do that because now he was like now we're in it together because you signed this saying you did it um Mm -hmm. so on March 24th he took her um to find other girls and she helped him get a girl that he knew Agnes that she knew And Mm -hmm. then afterwards, he was like, let's go get more girls. And she's like, hey, I've earned your trust. I should be able to do this on my own. And he was like, "Okay." So he stayed at the gas station. She immediately went to her boyfriend's and was like, I have been held for all these months. He did not believe her. And she was like, fuck it. I'm calling the cops. Mm -hmm. And the cops were like, this is a crazy story. And she's like, go back to the gas station. He is sitting there waiting for me. And he was. Mm -hmm. And then they go to the house. They find the girls. And um, they find the bodies. Well, not Deborah's. Debra's he had taken out of the house and um, disposed of. But um, they find body parts. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he was just waiting there. Now, this is... Um, so, all in all, he kidnapped six um, women and two of them died. He murdered them. Mm-hmm. Um, but during his trial, Chuck very much tried to play that he was completely insane and could get off. And he... Mm-hmm was not shy about almost bragging about that in the article and saying that in today's he could have got him on. And I I couldn't tell in the article if he truly believed it or if he was just arrogant. But one of the things that I found out in this was the rumors about him being a cannibal, that he they never found any evidence that Mm -hmm. he ate the girls or that he forced them to do any of that. Mm -hmm. And Chuck admits he started that rumor. Oh my God, why? To for the insanity because if you were first person yes and ch- he's like charlie was not happy i'm like I- i've never met charlie the prosecutor but i bet he <laughs> want to slap the shit out of you like um but chuck believed that the judge was against them like that like blah 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 but um i just think that's all like an interesting peek into our justice system like even one just, of the neighbors was like he's Gary um, was kind of a attractive man Mm -hmm. and that they made him look like a crazy person. And that was part of it. Right. Like rather than dressing him up. And he made some gross comment about um, women's groups, dressing up women to make them whatever. This is Chuck, not that in the article. So I was like, you're the worst, but there were like 11 appeals, even up to the Supreme court. They were all denied. He was executed in 1999. Cool. Good riddance. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been a little bit over 30 years, and I think this um, this case is really important to talk about. There's obviously, you know, there are podcasts and documentaries mm-hmm. and books that are going to go into way more detail than I could in this podcast, um, but I think something that this really shines a light on, because um, I, I didn't mention it, but I thought it was kind of like, but Gary was white. like. Right. Um they almost s- always are. Yes, but actually serial killers preying on someone outside of preying on victims outside right. their race is very rare. Right. Um but he preyed on women who were disenfranchised and very much needed society's help mm-hmm. and even when they had family and friends who were looking for them. They were dismissed. Right. And so I think it's important to to tell their stories. And, I mean, obvious, the, the connection is obvious to Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. um, even if the motivations are not. Um, so I personally don't think he was legally insane. No. I think he was diabolical. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, that's kind of the story.
1: Because here's the thing. It comes down to this. If you are legally insane and you don't know that what you're doing is wrong, you do not take countermeasure steps. You don't go to New York to mail a letter. Because you don't even write that letter. Because it doesn't even occur to you. Like,
0: no. yeah, And that you don't touch it. Yeah. So it doesn't have your fingerprints. He could have even gone to a
1: different part of Philadelphia. It's a big city. Like... All the way to New York. That's like a three-hour drive. I know because I'm obsessed with knowing how far people have to travel on TV. And it comes up in the office a lot. So well, I know about how gone long full it takes. Circle.
0: This has gone full <laughs> circle. Um, so I don't know if we've done this yet for all the episodes. I don't know if there is. But we. Um, one thing we want to do is um, what is worse? Ah. The movie or the reality? Like what is... Um, I will say in this, I think the reality was Mm -hmm. much more horrific. We're talking Buffalo Bill, obviously, because, like, whatever is Hannibal's deal, he was not based on this man. Right. So I think the reality was a lot worse because they even make a point of saying that Buffalo Bill had no interest in them outside of their skin, which is a sentence (laughs) I never thought I'd have to say. (laughs) All right. You know what? I'm just, I'm calling it. I'm calling this episode. (laughs) Um <laughs> thank you all for listening. Um this has been a longer one um just because um you know there was just a lot of details in this crime. Mm. Um and also the beginning we went a little bit off the beaten path. Um It was great. I enjoyed it. Rachel, you're next week. What are we doing? Psycho. Psycho OG. Yeah. Um, OG. So and there and j- will be some callbacks. Yes, there will be. There are some connections here mm-hmm. that are, you know, they start feeding into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so be safe. Always. Do not help men who are trying to get... Actually, period. Do not help men. Let's just send it there.
1: But especially if they're doing something weird, like trying to put a couch into a van by themselves at night.
0: Um, I just have more of a more of a thing of like than every serial killer couple pops into my head so I'm just gonna say (laughs) be safe be safe be cautious be alert and trust your gut and yes and trust your gut and we will um see you guys next week or we won't see you and you won't see us but you'll hear us you will never see us okay this needs to we need to (laughs) stop bye bye goodbye